Hi everyone, this is Dr. Tracy K. I love you in this place. I am so excited to have you here for the Holy Week. We're going to be discussing a lot of fun stuff during the Holy Week. Like um, Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, Holy Wednesday, and Friday, Thursday. We'll be doing some rituals and events and discussing a spiritual vibe message. And it's based, of course, on my new book series. The Ashes to Beauty, Healing the Soul of a Woman. And but we also have the Heavenly Crowns, which is for everyone. So invite a friend. Come on in if you need prayer requests or spiritual support. We are glad to have you. So come on in. I love you in this place. And I'll see you there, okay? Enjoy your spiritual vibe message. everyone this is dr tracy k i love you in this place thank you for coming to share your practice don't forget that you can join us on the ashes to beauty series dot online dot church to network prayer requests chat and watch all the episodes <clears throat> you can also subscribe or become a member or a partner you can check me out on YouTube at Dr. Tracy K with an I. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Working Out Series, Working Out Academy. We've got our groups for Spiritual Vibration, Facebook.com group slash Spiritual Vibration Challenge. Plus, we also have a new group for Ashes to Beauty books. So, there are the groups. And this is all linked in the description box. And um, our host will put of the links check out the book series right now we have four book series in uh ashes to beauty healing the soul of a woman we have three books on stories of women and we have another one on heavenly crowns for everybody but we're going to talk about um what is holy tuesday the week before jesus is going to the crucifixion to for all our sins so tuesday morning is the disciples they pointed out in monday about the withering fig tree that jesus accursed and the simple lesson was to have faith in god to claim back undoubtable faith and bear and practice to recognize 
what Jesus was talking about in his journey in regards to the bigger picture and not as a politician or conqueror but to write in and bring forth and bear fruit so to speak this lesson today is undoubtedly about um, forgiving of your trespasses when the disciples during this week had ears to hear they would recognize that Jesus was talking about more than seemingly type of magical powers that can curse trees and crumble mountains and raise people from the dead and he was talking about realities bigger than this and note that he chooses and closes and about this with a mini lesson about a mountain moving undoubtedly doubting faith and he by saying this and this is in Mark chapter 11, 25. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who also is in heaven and your creator, your higher power universe may forgive you your trespasses. Jesus is reminding us and them at the time that failing to forgive looms as a bigger, bigger obstacle to answer prayer than a mountain. Answered prayers are bigger than a mountain. This dis disciples will have to soon face great challenges of their faith and their ability to forgive because he counts on them when he comes back to rise. They're going to have to further on his mission. Just like we a lot of people do today still. And will they will they be remembered about this withered tree or on the road? You know, the holy city, the events from the days that led up to his crucifixion. And could it not have been far from their minds? So when Jesus entered the Temple Mount to gather to hear him teach, which is in Luke twenty one. And those chiefs and priests and scribes and elders wasted no time to making the move. They will, they started to lay out their traps to ensnare their adversary. So, when they did this, there was certain traps that was put in place. And the first one is, whose authority? See, by those whose authority, they demand to know. You know, why you think you can just turn over tables, Jesus of Nazareth? Oh, you're the king of the kingdom of God or the son of David? Well, you know, what is it that gives you this right? Whose authority to do all this? And Jesus doesn't take the bait. Instead, he turns to the tables on them with a question of his own. What was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? This is in Mark chapter 11. If they responded from heaven, the next question to the priest, chief priests, scribes and elders, is also obvious. If they answered from heaven, you know, they answered him from heaven, 
then why don't you believe the one about whom John testifies? If they retort an answer from man, now you know, think about this as yourself, you know, because a lot of people, they believe, yes, Jesus Christ is a teacher, he's a healer, yes, and he sacrificed a lot for our sins, and so has a lot of other people in, today in the modern world that have done part in the spiritual battles, including, you know, our military and everything, and people who help train them. It's all connection together to understand the bigger picture. So when they question that authority, if they said, well, from man, they risk alienating the crowds that hold John the Baptist in high esteem as a prophet because he was seen as a prophet. Jesus then offers three parabolic types of stories. I know you guys like stories, I hear, right? About two sons, a murderous tenants, and guests at a wedding feast. All driving home the point that they are rejecting grace and truth in the service of a hypocritical self-righteousness. The second trap was set. The leaders, the chief priests, you know, the scribes and the elders, they, they tried a new tactic on him. They sent Pharisees. And this was a, a way of loyalty to Herod at the time, to Herod's dynasty. So they sent Pharisees, and they sent which is a Jews, it was a Jewish section of the zeal of the law at the time. And then the Herodians, Herodians, which is loyal, they're loyal to Herod at the time, to ask him a question. So they came and said, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? This is also Matthew and Mark and Luke. If you want to dive more into this, these are the chapters you check out. If Jesus answers yes... He shatters people's expectations of him as a Messiah who will overthrow Rome and rule. Because the whole key, the reason why they thought Jesus was here is about political power to gain back their rights away from all the Romans and all the ones that were conquering them and slaving them. You know? At the time. It's appropriate to pay taxes to him. And we also give to God these things that are God. Since we are made in God's image, we owe everything. All that we have, all that we are, pay your taxes and worship God. What's so funny about this? Because I'm doing this in the month, well, usually, what is it? April's a month where we do our taxes. <laughs> right? So good. Ah, not so good. <laughs> taxes are not fun, right? But it's true. And we're hoping for a blessing and prosperity refunds when we get it back from our governmental types of laws, state and federal, right? It's the same thing. Taxes, taxes, taxes. So we hope that, oh, well, this if you have a different administration at the time today, how are they they're reflecting on how you receive any prosperity or wealth in your life? Correct? Am I right? What was like that then with these Pharisees and all that? Paying your taxes, so to speak. But as in general, the whole deal is all things are made, all things we have, all things that are created. Because we 
are in the same image of the universe, God. All these creative powers that we have in our soul. And understanding how your soul and getting to know it is getting to know Jesus and getting to know also the, the big picture. Universe, everybody likes to call it. Or God. God the creator, God with the universe all together. Understanding. And what that means is when you get asked something like that, how do you respond to it? You know? Because in that time for that what they were doing to him was who's aliens you know who are you loyal to basically who you you know if he says no if he says no is it the lawful is it lawful to pay taxes to caesar or not and if he answers yes he shatters the expectation of him as a messiah the one that comes to save them all right hosanna in the highest right who will overthrow the Roman rule? But if he says no, they got you know they really got him good. Trap you know trick question. He can be arrested for formatting revolt. Jesus definitely evades the either or dilemma. And so as long as Caesar's in power, then it was appropriate to pay taxes to him. And as we also give God. The things that are gods or whatever we call the higher power universe whatever you call it since we are made in that image we have to understand we have to pay taxes in order to be able to receive things and we hope by the end of that year in april during this time that we have something that comes back to us depending on who's in administration or of authority Interesting, huh? Think about that. Number three trap that they tried to do was whose life, whose wife is in the resurrection? Whose wife is in the resurrection? This is something that interests me because Jesus has has silenced the Pharisees and the Herodians at that time when he did this. And the Sadducees. There's all these different things because the sect denying the end time resurrection of the dead tried to ridic- they tried to ridicule Jesus' belief in the resurrection. I mean, he did that. He rose from dead. He rose Lazarus from the dead, right? That was a big deal. So they're they're always using these trick questions regarding about marriage in heaven. So whose wife is in the resurrection? Who is the wife? They want to know. Well, today, who is the wife, the bridegroom? Who is the wife, bridegroom? So, again, this is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. If you want to check it out. Jesus tells them they do not understand the scriptures. And as we know today, and I'm still learning, I'm still growing spiritually, they're all in types of codes and stories and understanding the truth behind that power. And the self-affirmation of it shows in this that God of the living and the dead, not the dead. He's of the living, not the dead. Okay? So understand that. Whose wife is in the resurrection? Is there a marriage in heaven? And he says, you don't understand the scriptures, do you? You don't understand the word. There is no marriage in heaven. Or the power of God. Where he 
shows instead that he is a God of the living, not of the dead. So like, this is perfect for ashes to beauty because when you trade ashes for beauty, you understand what I'm saying here? So we should know him as of the living. Like the others, their smirk turns into marvel as they grow silent. You're like dumbfounded, okay? They're like, what? And so they're like, well, I don't understand. What is this? This guy is... He's not really answering our questions, but he definitely has some responses that make you think. It's like, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. Number four trap was which commandment? Now, the Pharisees sent forth an expert in the law to question Jesus. He's being put in trials and turbulence, which, as you can understand, this is also a spiritual battle in the sense of what he comes for to do in regards to what you guys call Satan. Or the evil of turned for the good of all. To sacrifice for our sins of our world. And he, they're questioning him. Which is, you know, which of God's commands is the greatest? Again, if you want to check out these, are in Mark, Matthew, Luke. Okay, so Jesus summarized his answers in a word. This is amazing. This is why I have my awesome trademark quotation that I use. He said, which of God's commands is the greatest? And Jesus summarizes his answer in one word. You know what that word is, you guys? Can anybody guess? Put in the chat room what that word would be. I would love to see the comments on what you think Jesus' answer was to that question. What one word, he say? Got it? Anybody? <laughs> Let's Hope you're, I'm going to see it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think some of you got it. Yes, if you didn't, it's love. Love. L-O-V-E. Love, love, love. Forgiving of the trespasses, the trespass against you. But Jesus discerns something different. For he commends and implicitly invites him these questioner and says you are not far from the kingdom of God now it's Jesus turn to initiate some questions on this level and I think this is so interesting you know you get to know him a little bit more what he was like so what those are you know that were trying to trap him maybe you feel like this is in your life you feel like people are always trying to trap you putting you against you force you into things it's it, doggy dog world my grandfather always used to say and you know a jungle out there but he turns around and initiates some questions intelligence on this level who are trying to trap him he says he asked him a question about Psalm 110 and how the Messiah can be David's Lord no one was able to answer him a word nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Jesus then launches a lengthy, scathing critique of the scribes and the Pharisees, pronouncing seven woes of judgment upon them. And again, you want to need to go back and look at this. This is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. These are your resources, guys. And this, you know, just reading the word... You know, bringing in this, it can actually do supernatural things to you. <clears throat> so, 
The full verbal assault removes all doubt. So as you forgive yourself, this is about forgiving your trespasses. Do you do this on judgment level? Assault removes all doubt. <coughs> and <coughs> discerning Jesus' intention, agenda, and aims. Because he has no desire for leadership. Or to go against the leaderships of the time. Or to overthrow their authority. He has no intention of that. There's no way both sides can survive that escalating conflict. Which can turn them against each other in a way Jesus will assume power or he must die. This is so interesting. And this is what we need to understand about grace and truth in every trap of our lives. So our Holy Tuesdays about forgiving of your trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The, learn that. That's a great phrase because it's a way of understanding that as though there's a single stone maybe cast at you, you can explain that some of the trials and tribulations in your life that you go through and maybe some of you out here have actually, you know, experienced persecution. Leading to that judgment day, in a sense, where you can actually find the power within, on that level, what he's talking about, and remain vigilant and persistent in your faith, that the grace and truth will not trap you. It frees you. It never can trap you. He knows what he was doing. And he knows what was coming. Every word and every step is the fame of the salvation that we are. And the willing for when he does this on the cross to die for us. And it's so wonderful to understand that. And if you want to get more into this, check out the resources I gave you in the scriptures. And learn about how you can forgive those who trespass against you it's tough i know it is you want to be revengeful remember this is the time where you need to be focusing on the new testament new testament for us today in the modern time it's about you know what is merciful and understanding that there is power in forgiveness you take back your power in that forgiveness and way they don't hold the power you can forgive so that you will no longer be trespassed upon i think that's really great and this is what understanding that what a holy tuesday is so if you like this please leave me some good answers in the comments if you have any prayer requests stuff like that i love you in this place so focus on that and i hope you enjoy the rest of your holy week i'll see you on the next spiritual message